stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, and I think to a lot of people, uh, you know, the Olympic debate, it's kind of water under the bridge. We've moved on. Calgarians had their say and did so in a re- resounding way. Of course, in that plebiscite, side, they know we, we don't want to pursue the 2026 Winter Olympics. That put an end to things. Uh, we've been learning more in recent days, though, about that process in terms of what it costs the city to pursue an Olympic bid. We've now got some clear numbers as to what it costs, where that money went. The other ve- development this week is that uh, there is a trove of documents that had previously been confidential that have now been released and made public. 221 pages of previously con- uh, confidential documents have now been uploaded to the city's website. There, there are some documents that remain secret, uh, but there is a lot that has been released. And it sheds more light on what was going on behind the scenes. Now, you could argue that, look, this, we've moved on. We're past this. But there's perhaps an important question about how the city is making its decisions, what kind of input it's gathering, what kind of voices it's willing to listen to, and whether they had on blinders in this occasion. Because, look, if regardless of whether it's the Olympics or any kind of other kind of big project, if the people involved in making the decision are going to get a little too excited about a certain outcome, if they're going to put on those blinders and ignore the warning signs and ignore expert advice, that's a problem beyond just the Olympics. So joining us to talk a bit more about all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program, someone we spoke to numerous times during that Olympic debate, Moshe Lander, as uh, an economist with Concordia University. Moshe, great to have you back with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. My pleasure to be back with you. Uh, it is interesting when you go through these documents, and it paints a much different picture than I think what city officials were saying at the time about uh, the supposed benefits of all of this, the certainty around all of this. So what do you glean from this? Yeah, you know, as I was reviewing everything, my, my basic view was that they were saying privately what I was saying publicly, which was that the Olympics were not a slam dunk financial benefit for Calgary, that there was not an economic case to be made, that there weren't guarantees of tax dollars flowing in. And, and they privately seemed to recognize that this wasn't a guarantee. So, you, you know, when I saw the documents, part of it, I, I guess, was kind of my own uh, validation, I guess, in my ego stroke that like, all right, I, I was right. But, you know, part of me was concerned that, wait a second, at, at no point in any of that, and it, it got pretty contentious towards the end, nobody ever reached out to me and said, as an expert in this field, what do you think? What is it that you're seeing? Why is it that you're making this case? Um, and why are they seeing something differently? And that really started to make me uncomfortable that if this is what they're doing with something like the, the Olympics, which is a, a once in a lifetime event, what are they doing on a day-to-day basis, especially now, you know, in, in Calgary with all of the controversy over uh, property taxes and uh, the way that the, the city budget is planned? What else are they missing then, and who else are they not talking to or reaching out to? And those are big questions. I, I think even just in terms of being upfront and honest and frank with Calgarians about some of these things, certainly the public declarations around the Olympics or the host city contract or the idea of hosting, those public declarations really now seem in in conflict with what was being said behind the scenes where there were uh, apparently a lot of nervous people who had some big concerns about the city's exposure, the risk to the city. So we we have that disconnect, don't we, between what's being said publicly, what's being said behind the scenes. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, even at the time, it, it, it was not a unique experience to Calgary. That at, at the time, the idea that the IOC would somehow provide these underwritten guarantees of economic success, that's never the way the IOC has worked. That's not the way that, you know, FIFA works right now, if anybody's watching the, the Women's World Cup. These things aren't guaranteed. So, you know, in terms of being able to, to plan and budget, this is a worrying exercise that, Towards the end, uh, some some councillors started to come out and really express their concerns, and, and that was good to see. But even there, they were portrayed as being almost uh, not traitorous, but almost that they were somehow going against the the well-being of Calgary, that they were selling Calgary out by expressing their concerns. Um, that sort of debate is healthy, and, and that sort of transparency is, is what's good for a taxpayer who looks to their public officials to represent their best interests, not do something that strokes their own ego or, or makes them look good. Well, yeah, who do we point a finger at? Because, I mean, look, if, if city legal experts are warning behind the scenes about some of this, it's perhaps not the place of those legal experts uh, to go out and hold a news conference and, and talk about all of this. I mean, ultimately, doesn't it fall to the elected politicians to be the ones to say, look, behind the scenes, we're hearing concerns being raised? Yeah, and I think that part of that spills over, too, into the, the taxpayers themselves, that, you know, they have a, a certain responsibility to hold their, their officials accountable and say, wait a second, you know, if in the case of the Olympics where, okay, we have this this expert academic who's saying it's not a good idea, what is it that you're seeing that we're not or that he's seeing that you're not? Like, what's going on here? And so, um, you know, the media was very good in reaching out to me on a regular basis. I, I, I seem to have blanketed Calgary with my views on things. But, you know, when we're talking now about the ability to, to fund uh, the city going forward and, and tax uh, hikes here or spending cuts there, you know, I, I think partly, too, that there's a voter that needs to be saying, wait a second, how did you guys get things so radically wrong? And where where does the responsibility lie? Somebody has to be held accountable. And, and if, if the taxpayers don't hold the, the officials accountable, then the officials realize that they can get away with saying whatever they want publicly, and there's really no consequence to it until, say, the next municipal election. Yeah, and, and Moshe, that's what we're hearing a lot from people these days. I mean, you know, the, the whole uh, episode recently where the city sent out the business tax notices, now they've decided that maybe we should take a different approach. We're going to really try to find some serious savings. We're going to go through the budget and, uh, you know, make some tough decisions that people feel like, well, wait a sec, because, you know, just last year, it was a whole different kind of conversation that we were talking about hosting this event that could cost the city hundreds of millions of dollars or more. Uh, that, that how did we go from, from having all of this money to possibly throw around to now having no money? Right. And, and part of that is, is short termism. You know, in, in the political cycle, these, these political officials have to only deal with the next, say, three to five years of their mandate, right? The, the 10, 20, 50 year consequences of their decisions, they're generally not going to be around to deal with those consequences. So there's a certain aspect where they can take decisions today and say that as long as it looks good today, I don't have to deal with the cleanup tomorrow. Um, you know, people like me who don't really have any skin in the game, my, my extent is merely just I'm an academic. Uh, when I point out that, wait, there's consequences here, that should resonate with the taxpayer that, wait a second, if this guy is saying that there's a 50-year consequence, you're going to be taxpayers for the next 50 years in Calgary. And so this is something that you need to be um, considerate about and thoughtful about. And there's a disconnect then between the incentives of a politician who merely has to survive till the next election uh, and a taxpayer who maybe has to deal with the long-term cleanup effect. 
Uh, now, there are still those who, who were proponents of it at the time and who still feel like it was a missed opportunity. I, I guess we're going to learn soon enough, which I think there were just two bids remaining for the 2026 Winter Olympics. You know, some have suggested that maybe there's a possibility for some some reform. These are, are different kinds of bids than maybe what we've seen in the past. I know there's a lot of cynicism about the IOC and whether they're even capable of change. Have you seen anything along the way since Calgary's no vote that would indicate to you that the IOC is changing? No, I, I think that, you know, now that everything is kind of in the past and behind us, I think, I think Calgarians can hold their heads high and say that they made the right decision, uh, that as far as long-term benefits go, they, they did what was correct, and that was passing up on the games. Right now, the, the bigger issue in front of uh, Calgary taxpayers is how do we get through the current state of commercial real estate within the city and all of these wonderful shiny buildings that are going up downtown but are sitting half empty, how are we going to fill them? You know, the, the Trans Mountain news was was certainly good for Calgary, um, but you know, I, I think it's time to kind of just move along from that and now focus on, all right, how do we continue to make Calgary the great city that everybody in the world recognizes it to be? Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, we appreciate your insight as always. And uh, thanks for making some time for us here today. My pleasure. Can't wait to be back there in a couple of weeks. All right. Take care. That's Moshe Lander, economist, Concordia University. has been following all of this very closely. And I think he asked some good questions. I mean, even though people have moved on from the debate, as he says, right, if this is how they approach the Olympics, how are they approaching other big projects and assessing the cost, the benefits uh, of other big initiatives? If there are warnings about risks coming from behind the scenes, are those being heated or are those being kind of swept under the rug? So those are questions that go well beyond just the Olympics. And so some of what's in these documents is kind of an indictment of that decision-making process at City Hall. All right, 974-8255 is our number here. You can reach us, 974-TALK. We'll have some time for your calls and your texts before we run out of time here this afternoon. A few other things to get to as well. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.